what do they call it? They call it Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. That's right. What's going on, guys? Royale Cheese here, episode 17. And today we break down the new Star Wars trailer. And uh, also, we're going to do, uh, to add on to our Spooktoberfest, uh, Zombieland, Zombieland Double Tap, and uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, so in the latest news on this Star Wars trailer, I, I don't know if I'm excited or just like really worried that they're going to make another number eight. <laughs> like, if they make it like. Last Jedi? Yeah, it was just. I mean, I, I know you kind of feel the same way. The Last Jedi was. A really bad movie. I don't think I don't think it necessarily was a really bad movie. I think it's a really bad Star Wars movie. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they just take Luke out of character. Their whole build up on the villain, they just kill him. They make the Force like super, super strong all of a sudden. Yeah. It, it's like the classic DC superhero movie, you know? Yeah. Um. I will say from the trailer though, just straight from the trailer, they go to many different planets, and the visual work for this movie looks incredible. I mean, Disney I, yeah, owns I mean, everything. This movie looks like looks awesome, and when I say looks awesome, I don't mean necessarily like this looks like it's going to be a good movie. I'm saying and this looks awesome in the sense of like everything, the world building, everything looks really good and really cool. And which I'm kind of happy about, and I mean, I know a lot of people are sad about, it kind of looks like they're going to be putting this at least trilogy to an end. Because, I mean, that's what they've always done is three trilogies. I, I Three movies per trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is my question. Do you actually think they're going to be done with the Ray character in them? I, you they know, just built I've them had, up for, but what, I've five heard... years or six years. Do you think they're really going to get rid of them? Yeah. I think, I think best case scenario they do. But I, do you really see Disney getting rid of them? Because think about I this. could see it. Think about all the merchandising. If they, they keep can them make going, new Star Wars. That yeah, but if they keep them going, they can keep making Ray figurines and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm not dead set on them at Disney actually doing the right thing here. I've heard a lot of theories the both ways. Yeah, I know. So um, I don't know what to think. Yeah, this trailer but... definitely. I think it pretty much shows uh, Palpatine is back for sure. Like we yeah. heard his laugh in the last one, and this one they kind of almost show like a side angle of him in this one. Yeah, and it definitely shows like he's back and better than ever. You know, kind of thing. And it shows this throne and everything. And obviously the most interesting character of this is um, Adam Driver's character, Kylo Ren. He's the only one I care about in this whole film. He's the yeah. only one that actually seems like it has any purpose. And uh, Ray is uh, kind of boring on it all. No, I will say, uh, what's his face? Uh, you're going to have to give me a second. The, the Stormtrooper. What's his name? Yes, Lando Calrissian. No. <laughs> no, what, what's his name? Um... I don't even know, man. I'm trying to find him, but you guys all know who. I'm, oh, John Boyega. Oh, uh, Boyega. Boyega. What's his? No, what's his name in the movie? Uh, Finn. Oh yeah, Finn. So uh, Finn, yeah. I actually kind of like him, but kind of don't. No. So I like him in this sense. I kind of like how they incorporated a stormtrooper in it to show that they're actually real humans yeah, I, and they're I, not clone I, troopers. Well, unlike you, I think actually Episode Seven is a, still a solid Star Wars movie. Nah, yeah, I mean it. It's definitely better than eight, for sure. Like leaps and bounds above eight. So I'll I'll yeah. give it that. But I mean my point is I kinda like that. But one thing I think they need to resolve is how like stormtroopers can't hit anything when that's their one job. <laughs> and how Finn was a stormtrooper, but then he becomes on the rebel side and all of a sudden that's he can hit happens. targets. <laughs> yeah, I'm just all in all not a big fan of Finnery. I just think they're just really boring characters and focusing a franchise on them. 
is I just think a really bad and poor decision. Well, not to say anything, but, but they're English, not Americans. See, yeah, you see that, my you're right. Now this makes America. a lot of sense. America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, th- this trailer. I mean, it looks um, it looks exciting, and I to me, it's like going back to an ex girlfriend. Like you know what you're in for. You know you're only gonna end in yeah in sadness and defeat, but uh. And I'm going to go see it with uh, arms open wide. Yeah. And I will say this before it comes out, because I think this is a pretty safe call. I'll say it with any space movie. You should go see in the IMAX or the, what, what's other words for the IMAX? The Epic. You should go the see Dolby, it. Yeah, Dolby you should Toronto. go see it. They call them. Yeah. You should go see it in a, a the, the biggest best possible best theater yeah, they have. Because any space movies, it just looks better, sounds better. Everything's better. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I, this movie actually has potential to be good, but um, who knows? Leave it at that. Who knows? But I'm at, this trailer definitely got me um excited for it, though. I mean, unlike the other trailers where I was kind of hesitant, this one definitely uh, making yeah. me full-fledged into my ex-girlfriend, you know? Yeah. Full-fledged. Wow. Something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so... Moving on, we got, you know, back to Spooktober. Yeah, we so or comedy Spooktober. So we're uh we went to go see Zombieland Double Tap and uh that's what we're gonna break down, but I felt like Zombieland Double Tap relies on so many jokes and so many like preface of Zombieland that I think it's better for us to review Zombieland first yeah. and then go into Zombieland too. Exactly. So uh So Zombieland, once again, Kev, we've been actually watching a lot of movies that run in our, you know, timeline like this one's only an hour and 28 minutes, which is yeah. beautiful. I think horror movies and comedies, I think if they're really over an hour 40, I mean, they really, really have to be deserved. I mean, let's be real. I kind of like any movie that's <laughs> under the two hours yeah, mark. but some movies, uh, like, sure. like, I think a lot of sci-fi, it's hard to get them at an hour and a half. Yeah, I can see that. Because they try to tackle deep, complex things, and uh, yeah, these well, movies, definitely none of these three movies that we're reviewing today are really trying to tackle anything super yeah. deep. Well, this was from 2009, which is a 10-year gap between the first and the second, which... Oh, yeah. Honestly, I think a lot of people wanted a second one earlier, but I believe yeah, the it, characters it came just out, got caught up. Yeah, this movie um, directed by uh, Ruben Fleischer, he, um, he kind of grabbed this script and kind of ran with it and said, let's make it. And, you know, it kind of sounds... Let's be real. If someone was to pitch this movie to you... It sounds like a B movie. Like, it does not sound like a great movie. Yeah. And they didn't have a gigantic budget for this movie either. And it made a lot of money off of a small budget of only $23 million, you know? And then it made a lot. So it was a success. But what happened was this movie didn't have a lot of super... They weren't super big stars. You know, it got Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone... And uh, Abigail Breslin, you know, in this movie. And they weren't too big a star. I mean, you have Woody Harrelson, but he was like the A-list. And those other people were just up and coming. I mean, you got Emma Stone who this just... This is really their starters almost. Yeah, I mean, mean, yeah, Emma Stone who just came off of like... Um, super bad. Super bad. So she was known there. And then you have Jesse Eisenberg just acting in a few little things before this, you And know? this did for sure launch his career because he went on to do The Social Network, which he was nominated, right? Yeah, I... Believe I don't know so, but I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, he was in Ventureland right before this and stuff. But I mean, he was—he's he, just a kind of small, up-and-coming actor. He's in Squid and the Whale, which I really like. The Village, he's in that too. But he was never super big. But this movie, I think, propelled them into stardom. And what happened was they wanted to make Zombieland two right after, but they all, because of this movie, kind of had um, tie-ups with other movies like they had to do these other movies so this is actually like the first possible yeah opportunity for them to all get together 
and make this movie happen. So yeah. Zombie Land, you know, it's uh it's pretty pretty simple plot. I mean, zombie apocalypse happens. It focuses on on Jesse Eisenberg's character Columbus, and um, basically what happens is he's a guy shy, he, very shy. Shy guy. has like a lot of hangups, and what he develops because of the zombie outbreak, you know, he develops these rules to live by, basically. Yeah. And uh, these rules, like, the first one is uh, always keep good cardio. Second one is always double tap, which double, which is, make yeah. sure you basically kill, Shoot your, him kill twice, your zombie. Yeah. I mean, he just has kind of these stupid rules. And the movie, what they do in this movie, which is pretty unique and cool, not saying they don't do it in other movies, but almost the text, they always use text, like, uh, the whatever the rules come, they always, like, drop down. And they're almost a character that in the movie because cool. they're, like, they interact with the world when they come into it. Also, the narration by Jesse Eisenberg, I would say a lot of movies don't do narration right, and it's kind of cheesy, and it just doesn't sound well, but because of, like you were saying, the text dropping down and all that, it actually makes it sound good, and because of Jesse Eisenberg being such a shy character, it kind of makes sense that you're hearing the narration through Jesse Eisenberg, because... All in all, it is a group movie, but you're kind of seeing it all through his eyes. Yeah, and so back to like the plot, it's um you got Jesse Eisenberg character Columbus, he's kind of going around and he stumbles across Woody Harrelson's character at Tallahassee, and they each go by the city they're from because they don't want to get too personal and it's this trend, and what city they're from basically represents the character they are throughout the film. You know, his name's Tallahassee, so he's like a redneck love. Loves guns and loves Twinkies, you know, loves race car, yeah. he loves NASCAR and all that stuff. And what happens throughout is they get um they get sucked into this trap basically by Emma Stone's character, Wichita, and her little sister Abigail Breslin, who's a little rock, and this trap, they switch it on them, basically hijack all of uh Columbus and Tallahassee stuff. Yeah. And, but they eventually come together and become, like, this oddball put-together family, you know? Yeah, in the end. But, I mean, even them, they have one rule. It's always just them, too. No yeah. one else. Like, they say that multiple times. So, like, basically everyone in this movie lives by a rule except for Tallahassee. Yeah, and the thing is, <laughs> they all have motivations. But, like, Columbus kind of breaks into it. Like, the zombie outbreak is kind of the best thing that's ever happened to him. Because he's kind of like an incel... He didn't do anything. He played yeah. a lot of World of Warcraft, drank a lot of Mountain Dew, and he wasn't like popular. But this kind of like forced him to come out of his comfort zone and become kind of like one of the last survivors. You well, know? let's be real. Like, unless he was put in this situation where it was Tallahassee or him for Emma Stone, you know, like he's not gonna get those odds in the real world. You know, <laughs> like that is exactly. the best odds he can get. And then you have like, uh, but everyone else's character kind of has uh, motivation. You know. You got Tallahassee, you know, he has to find a Twinkie. He he's keeps going across country because all he wants is a Twinkie. You know, that's his life goal. And then you got uh, Little Rock and Wichita, and their goal is there's a theme park out in California where it's supposed to be like a zombie-free zone, and uh, that's where they're trying to make it. So they all go together, and they're all traveling across the United States, you know, with little things in between, and they come to kind of love each other as a little family. Yeah, uh, there there actually only is seven casted people in this movie. Yeah, there's One not being a lot of Bill people. Bill Mur- you know? Murray, Amber Heard, which is from Aquaman, uh, and Drake Graf, Graf, right? Graf. Sure. 
He's the clown zombie, if you're wondering. <laughs> yeah, so this this movie, also another little cool tidbit that they do in this movie is they have, like, zombie kill of the week and stuff like that, where they that cut, they cut away from them and goes to another survivor, and they have, like, this really cool epic kill on a zombie, you Which know? brings you into, the, like, the universe is bigger than you think, and it also plays off the comedy a little bit. Yeah, it definitely brings up, makes, they're always comical, and I always enjoy them. And also what he does in this movie is he has slow motion montages and uh i really enjoy them i think they're super cool to look at super cool zombie kills i mean this movie is really kind of fun to watch i mean this is really just like a good fun movie to watch i mean there's nothing much more to this movie i really don't think so i mean there's a couple awesome subplots i mean a minor one is how uh uh columbus hates clowns more than he hates zombies. Yeah. And the worst possible thing he could get was a zombie clown. Like, he'd probably just curl up in a ball and die himself. And I know your personal favorite, the Twinkie hunting. Yeah, the Twinkie hunting is hilarious. Like I said, the whole movie. It it really does bring the movie together, though. Yeah, and this movie is, like, just a great movie to turn on with a bunch of friends, you know? Or even family, somewhat. I mean, like, this is, like... One of those movies where I would not watch it by myself because this movie is a lot better watching it with other people, which a lot of movies are, but this just seems like one of those movies. It's not, like I said, there's nothing real too deep about this more than just family and stuff like that. So you're not like, unlike The Lighthouse, you know, this movie, once it's done, it's done. You're fine with yeah. it. Like, it's all concluded and you feel good about it. And also has a really good Bill Murray scene. Oh, Bill Murray is perfectly casted yeah, in this movie. It's perfect. Well, he's casted as Bill Murray. <laughs> well, that's why he's perfectly casted, because it's hilarious. Yeah, and I really, I enjoy this movie a lot. I mean, this is by no means a perfect movie. Oh, I think it's no. just I think it's just a real fun movie to turn on. It's a great blockbuster. Especially around, a phenomenal blockbuster. Especially around Halloween, you know, you got these real intense horror movies all the time so it's nice to watch me like a little horror movie that's uh just a little fun and uh, a little funny to watch you know i mean it doesn't get much more than that i mean yeah i mean what'd you give it i mean i had this movie at a seven out of ten yeah i had an eight out of ten yeah so. yeah i think it's i think it's just a fun movie i enjoy it a lot i'm it's not gonna go very o- enjoyable yeah i'm not gonna go overboard and say this is like a great movie by any means but um like i said oh, it's, just, no, it's yeah. just super enjoyable to me that i'll turn on at least probably once a year and watch you know yeah, and then uh, moving on to our second one, Zombieland Double Tap. It's not Zombieland 2 Double Tap, it's Zombieland Double Tap, so Whatever. get it right. <laughs> this is an uh, hour and 39 minutes, which is about 10 minutes longer than the other one. And like we said, it's 10 years older, which they kind of tried playing off of it in the movie that it's a fair amount of time after. Yeah, and uh, once again, this movie opens with... Really cool opening credits where it's a slow montage of them killing zombies to make it into they do the that White House. Montage very well. Yeah, to make it into the White House and stuff, and it's really cool. I love watching it. And uh, for me, the first act of this movie where they're inside of the White House is uh, by far, I think, the best part of this movie. I think it's the funniest. It brings yeah. it brings all the jokes. 360, you know, or 180. I don't know how to say, it. but it brings them all back together because this movie definitely plays off Zombie Land. The original one. Like, if you haven't watched Zombieland 1, then I don't think the jokes are nearly as funny as watching the second one, but that's kind of yeah, like any yeah. sequel or anything. I mean, and it truly plays off their characters, like who they are in the White House. Yeah, yeah, yeah def- that's what I'm saying. It definitely doubles down, and it brings back a lot of, like, uh, memories of the first one, and it's really funny. I mean, I, th- I think 10 years is a little long. I wish they would have made this me five years ago. Yeah, well, I mean, like I mean, you but said. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not complaining said, too much. I mean, a- yeah. 
once again, it was just a, a good solid watch. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't groundbreaking, but it was a good solid watch. They they do use the the text a little bit more and the rules a little bit more, which it's is true. pretty cool because that's yeah. that's like one thing that I really enjoyed for the first one. So then bringing the second one and really utilizing them to the best is really cool. He also yeah. did zombie kill of the week, and they just even did zombie, zombie kill, kill of the, the decade. Oh yeah, decade. That was pretty funny. Um, I I really uh they did for sure expand the universe in this one. Like before, is expanding the universe basically just by them, you know, doing zombie kill of the week and kind of traveling. But in this one, they travel pretty far and see new places. Actually, see a lot of people that are infected. But there is a fairly funny scene. Like probably, honestly, it's probably the funniest scene in the movie is when they go to Elvis's place. Yeah, they go to Graceland and they meet up. But they meet up with these people that are literally themselves yeah they're basically it's luke wilson and uh hiddle hiddle what's the name tom tom middle thomas middle hitch yeah and they have a code instead of a yeah he has like commandments instead of rules and they're kind of like alter egos of uh columbus and tallahassee oh it's great and um it what they do is um but it's good because in the movie without any spoilers it's like they don't keep them around too long like they could have easily kept them around long they would have got annoying oh yeah i think they just put them in there to do their joke and for you and to laugh. And it was great. And yeah, it was that's great. what I'm saying. This movie does a lot of that. And um, this movie, though, the plot is uh, obviously different from the first one. This one, though, what happens is uh, Little Rock and Wichita, they kind of are sick and tired because Wichita doesn't want to be committed to uh, Columbus, you know, because they they got, got together at the end of the first one. And then... Uh, Abigail Breslin kind of wants a boyfriend now because she's like 18. It's supposed to be six years in the future. And she's 18 now. And she doesn't like that uh, Tallahassee's like this dad figure. So they run away. But what happens is uh, Little Rock meets up with Berkeley, which is like this hippie guy, doesn't believe in killing zombies or anything. Which is Tallahassee's like. Like worst nightmare. Like yeah. the worst guy she could have chosen. Because literally, be he feels like a father yeah. figure at this point. So, so basically. Uh, Wichita comes back, and she, basically they all go on this mission. But you got to go I will, I will, I will. Uh, yeah. They go on this mission to find uh, Little Rock, and Little Rock is at this kind of like convent where it's supposed to be super safe. It's like the super tall apartment complex called Babylon. There's no guns allowed. It's this hippie love and yeah, peace. Yeah, they know? melt all the guns into peace signs. Yeah, but, so as they leave, though, uh, both Tallahassee and Columbus basically become absolutely heartbroken during this time, and they're sitting. Oh, yeah. the, they're sitting there in the White House. They're kind of exploring and stuff. Well, they come across uh, a new character, Zoe Deish. This is the Deuce. only movie she's been in, and her name's Madison. And uh, she was in one. She was no, in a movie no. I this. think I looked it up. I know, definitely a movie. Oh yeah, this. she was. She was. But, but this, this is, is her. I would say definitely going to be her breakout role. And she plays this like the super dumb blonde character who's only survived by the grace of God. Like, which honestly, <laughs> they do it so well. But then they go kind of overboard. I feel like they go somewhat overboard. I think they they kind of keep her. They do a couple jokes overboard. Then they could definitely say, done it way worse. All I'm gonna her. say is. She honestly plays a really good role in this movie because it's kind of funny. Yeah. But it, they go overboard when you see her again in the clown car. Yeah. That's when they go overboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're kind of like, you're just kind of like, well, I feel like they like, could have left this I out. I don't even feel like the clown car was overboard. I feel like keeping her. That's what I mean. Her coming character. back. I, know, I just yeah, had she, to she reference been, yeah. when she was coming back. I know. I know. I'm just saying like, because it feels like she's only used as a plot device for so long. And then once she's done, she's done. But they bring her back. 
and she serves really no purpose at uh, all. Also, I love how uh, they go into Tallahassee's past. I felt like he's like one in one millionth percent that Indian, and oh, how yeah, that yeah, yeah. their true goal is to lead a herd of buffalo off a cliff, and that's yeah. like his thing. Yeah, so like unlike the first one, I felt like the characters had more of a meaning, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, this definitely wasn't like... I don't know how to put it. it. It was very funny because they played off the first one very well, I would say. Yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, my my thing for a sequel is it should expound, expound on the characters well. It should make the universe bigger. And it should just kind of be at least even if not better than the first one to be considered a good sequel. That's why I feel like you do. I feel like very few movies like we've gone over have been able to accomplish this goal. Yeah. You know? They definitely expounded upon the zombies. Well, for sure. I mean, they, I feel like everything they did expounding on characters and everything was kind of half hearted. I didn't feel like they were that good. Like no, for no, example, the zombies, I, not the characters. I will say Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg in this movie, I think were just as, energetic and just as good as in Zombieland, the original one. But I will say Abigail Breslin and Emma Stone both just seemed Sub-par. a lot weaker to me, especially well, Abigail Breslin, but um, it just, Emma Stone just felt like she was kind of phoning it in. You yeah, know? they kind of felt lazy. It was like lazy acting. That's yeah, kind of how I felt. Like, I've seen Emma Stone do good things like La La, La Land. Land and yeah, such, it was a great movie. And she does good things, but this movie she just felt real lazy to me. Yeah, I mean, Jesse Eisenberg plays the classic Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Woody Harrelson kind of plays the classic Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's honestly this movie definitely feels just kind of an add-on to the first one. It's not bad by any means. I, I just feel like I did not like personally Abigail Breslin, Little Rock acting. Yeah. yeah, she was she was pretty bad. I think Emma Stone was kind of like you know, like you said, kind of lazy. But yeah. hers was just kind of bad, honestly. Oh, for sure. I mean, I just I, didn't feel like she wanted to be there. Yeah, that's kind of how it felt. It just felt like she phoned it in. Um, like like I said, that's kind of brought up is they brought up like new zombies and tried to expand the universe that way. These zombies that aren't like a one shot kill in the head, they're very more resilient and stuff. But I feel like everything that they did was only half hearted. I mean, because like yeah, I mean, because realistically, those zombies didn't add anything to the plot. All in all, this was filmed in, what, three months, right? I think, yeah, it was filmed in, like, three months. Pretty quick. So, for a three-month film, you know, I'm not going to knock well, it too much. Well, I think much. it was three months because, like, it was basically they had ten years to work on this film, so they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, and, and also, also it's, I think it's not, they're going on to more roles. So, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, 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 it's yeah, kinda like yeah. you for give sure. us three it's months of big, your time. Yeah. And also, I mean, like, let's be real. Like I said with the first one, they're not, like, these cinematic breakthroughs by any mean, I, means. I mean... They're they're pretty simple and straightforward and yeah, I mean I enjoyed it. I mean I didn't dislike it. Like I said, I enjoyed I, it. Definitely not better than the first. Yeah, I mean has has oh also like I was I'd gonna suggest say, if I'd suggest if you like if you watch the first to watch this one. Yeah, I agree. If you, if you like the first one, you'll I think you'll enjoy. And this I know one. what Kit was gonna say next, but yeah. go ahead. The literally the end credit scene is worth the price of admission. Oh yeah, they I mean. Like we said, they bring back Bill, Bill Murray. Murray plays the perfect role in the first one. He plays an even better role in yeah. the second one, and it's just in the end credits. Yeah, Bill Murray is roasting himself in it, and it is literally one. Of the, it's basically they show date, uh, patient zero basically in this one, and it is so funny that literally last thing I was laughing like audibly. Oh, it was in the theater. It so was, funny. I think it was, it's the funniest part of the movie, 
and that's not that's not bashing on the movie. It's just that's the funniest part of the I whole mean, movie it, for sure. Like, you'd have to see it. Like we can't put it in words how funny it is until you watch it. Yeah. So I I don't think it necessarily lived up to being a great sequel. It felt it definitely felt unnecessary, but I'm welcome to it. I mean, because it still was funny. If you like the first one, you like this one. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a six out of ten on this one. I originally gave it a six out of ten, but. I think you brought up a good point, which I changed it a little while ago, like a day maybe or so. <laughs> and the reason being is because I think this was a 6 out of 10, normal. But you throw in that last end credit scene, it's automatically hey, yeah. a point higher for me. I, I love mean, the, that end credit scene. Is it's just so funny. It for sure is. And the it builds part. off it. Okay, it even builds off the movie because it's ground zero of the breakout. Yeah, it's it's a really it's awesome. I love the end scene. So I gave it a seven. This out of whole movie's pretty funny. Um, so I gave it a six. Seth gave it a seven. Um, definitely both these movies are just really good. Kind of like a not so serious Halloween movies, I'd say. They're yeah, solid. not much. Um, I don't want to say not detail, but not much. Uh, what would it be? Meaning. Yeah, I mean, these are movies you can definitely have on the background. Yeah. And, like, just look to it and be like, oh, that's pretty funny. Like, like the director's not going for, you know, this deep meaning. He's yeah. kind of going for a very enjoyable blockbuster. And that's what it was. That's, I mean, it was very enjoyable. I mean, uh, now moving on to uh, the third movie that we watched this week. Oh, yeah. Is uh, Shaun of the Dead, which is directed by Edgar Wright and uh, stars Simon Pegg. Obviously, you know, he has to have him in all of his movies. Yeah. I mean, Edgar Wright's known for Baby Driver, which is probably a movie you guys would know more. The World's End, Scott Pilgrim. He does a lot of movies like that. Hot Fuzz, stuff like that. Um, Grindhouse. He... He's actually known for a lot of movies. Yeah, he. he I think his his like trilogy is uh, Hot Fuzz, World's End, and Shaun of the Dead. That's like his trilogy of movies because they all have Simon Pegg in it, and those are kind of the Even movies Nick that really. Frost is in a, a decent yeah, yeah, of his though, but those are just the movies that kind of like shot him into the mainstream culture, and they're super funny, and they're also extremely competently done, all of them. And if you're when you're watching an Edgar Wright film you know you're watching an Edgar Wright film. Yeah. all of his movies have these super quick cuts and, like, edits and all this oh, stuff. Yeah. where, where it's, all it's similar. super, like, sporadic, even doing mundane tasks. Everything just makes it feel like it's in super fast motion and yeah. everything's super intense. And I can honestly see the reason why he uses Simon Pegg and Nick Frost is because they play off each other yeah. pretty well. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, surprisingly pretty well. I mean, once again... This zombie movie is very simple. Uh, it's basically revolves around Simon Pegg's character, who's uh, Sean, and he's uh, roommates with Ed, who's Nick Frost, and he basically has a girlfriend, but he breaks up with her because he's a really crappy well, boyfriend. Well, she breaks up with him. Well, yeah. And basically, all of a sudden, this zombie outbreak happens, and basically, he has to go save his mom, his stepdad, um, and all these people, you know. And win back his, you know. Yeah. And Liz. And both of these move, both Zombieland and this, which I think they do a pretty cool job of. It's literally, they do like day one of the zombie outbreak. So yeah. it's pretty cool. And I mean, this movie though is a little different in the sense of like, this movie has like a little bit of a meaning behind it that like a lot of people's lives are just z- zombies walking around with these dead end jobs doing nothing right. Yeah. I mean, you see it multiple times when the first outbreak happens, he walks in and like he's walking past a ton of zombies and stuff like that. Yeah, he just doesn't even notice. He just goes on with his day. Because he's like, he's just walking through life, basically. Yeah, he also puts uh, 
the director Edgar Wright puts a very interesting uh, thing on the zombies. They these zombies aren't like most zombies shown in anything really. Actually, I think this is the only movie I've seen them like that. And that being, it's they walk like real slow. Yeah, they're all very slow and dumb. Yeah, and like even Zombieland, most of them are slow and dumb, but they always have a couple that are quick or kind of smart. And well, in the, the second one, they, did, one, they yeah. have a smart one. But yeah, like uh, Seth said, these are all just completely dumb. And someone asked him about it, and his quote literally is basically that: "Um, why would you get an energy drink once you die? Like, why would yeah. all of a sudden everyone be super quick when we're all basically like super tired all the time? Anyways, like, it doesn't really make any sense. And this one, like I said, it's basically um." Sean saving the world or saving at least his town. He has to get his mom and all these things. And uh, he's basically thrown into this role of a leader. And he's anything but a leader. Like, Oh, yeah. But he tries acting like it, which is really funny. Yeah. And throughout this movie, like I said, it's it's a little it's smarter, I think, than obviously Zombieland's. But then again, I think a thing that's a notch down on it is a, it's a British comedy. And British comedies are just... I'm not saying all... It's just, just not American. No. I'm just saying, like, 90% of the... I mean, 10% of the jokes don't land just because I don't get any of the cultural references. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, just, that's sure. just the fact of watching most of Edgar Wright's movies. But um, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it's just super simple, a super fun movie to watch. Then again, like Zombieland. It's just a movie you can turn on in the background, you know, and it's going to keep you entertained. And it's Yeah, just, for sure. I mean... I mean, that's really most of what is said about the movie. It's simple. It's not nothing really too in depth. It's a good. It's a good friends movie. Yeah, blockbuster this, this friends is, kind of movie. Yeah, this is like the first of his trilogy of like World's End Hot Fuzz, and this one is by far the most simple. I think uh, of all of them for sure. World's End is like out of this planet. Yeah, and it explores like topics of like is there a god is there an almighty being and hot fuzz is even a little deeper yeah. with like this cop and stuff but i mean this movie is super simple and like i said it's just a fun movie to turn on it's not groundbreaking by any means but i think it's pretty funny and yeah I, it's I like the other ones thoroughly yeah i mean that's what i would say about it so yeah i mean what would you give this i give it an 8 out of 10 i give it an 8 out of 10 also i just think i think it's a better put together movie than zombie land has a uh, better writing obviously and i think it's just directed better and uh, like I said, I laughed at quite a bit of it. I mean, yeah, I, like I, it. I definitely suggest all these movies. I mean, they're they're nice, especially for Spooktober. But they're nice, they're, like Gilb said, a nice change. Like a lot, you're thinking about horror in October, but you can actually go to these because technically, I mean, they are kind of like a funny horror movie. Yeah, I think these are also like crowd pleasing ones because obviously, you can get into groups, and if you're with a large group, I'm just gonna say. We've we've hit on this before with other horror horror movies. It's just hard to really watch a really scary horror movie with a group of friends that you don't know and all enjoy oh, yeah. horror movies. And you have to have you have to have the right people. Like if somebody's talking during a horror movie, instantly ruined. It's or not just tries laughing throughout the whole thing because they're nervous. Instantly ruined. And you can't. I mean, okay. I would say you can have a big group as long as that group's quiet. I just think you got to know who you're watching it exactly. with. Exactly. I mean, that's just the thing and that's what's good about the Zombie Land and Shaun of the Dead is like you can watch it's, it with a group. It's of not going to be ruined by watching it with a large group of people that you don't know how are going to react. And also, you know, some people just don't like scary jump jump scares or just don't like being freaked out. Yeah, so this is a safe movie. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just a safer movie to watch and I um I really enjoy it obviously like yeah. I said. I mean, 
Well, you heard it here. I mean, we took a film class, so uh, we know what we're talking about. I mean, we would never lead you astray. That's true. And once again, I mean, we didn't do it in our last video, but I do want to um, plug our email. That's true. Yeah. RoyalaCheesePodcast at gmail.com. Obviously, I hope you can spell all that because I'm not going to spell it out for you. But ask us anything. Doesn't even have to be about movies. It can be about, you know, life. Like, hey, my wife's getting a divorce with me. What should I do? Like, it won't answer it. We oh, kn- wait, wait, listen, yes, I, exactly. Marriage stories coming up, and that's all about a divorcey family. So we'll watch that, and whatever advice is yes. in that, we're gonna give it to you. Kramer, so. I saw Kramer versus exactly. Kramer. I saw Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah, but uh, so that's uh, that's pretty much it for episode seventeen. So yeah, uh, a little bit shorter, but hey, that's. Yeah, ep- episode eighteen. I think this is this is the plan right now. Uh, we got Jojo Rabbit coming out finally to theaters near us. Yep, and also we have Parasite coming out. That's true. And both movies I'm super excited for. Obviously, Taki Watiti doing Jojo yep. Rabbit. Super excited for it. Kind of controversial. And then we also got uh, Parasite, which is it's most said people to are, be the best movie. Comes from South Korea, and a lot of people are rating it as the best movie of the year. And, uh, Which I'm is a, exciting. I'm a fan of the director, but I will say one movie that a lot of people hold up, The Host, I was not a big fan of. So if it's like The yeah, Host, it did not. I'm going to be really kind of upset. But um, also, I think we're going to keep on with the Spooktoberfest. Well, and we, I don't know what horror movies we're going to review yet. Honestly, honestly, if these two movies go as planned, we might just have to review just those two. Movies. If we have a lot to say. But we also might hold that podcast off because of Spooktober is coming to an end. We might have to hold that podcast off for the one after and just do some horror yeah, movies. Yeah, we have, we have a – I think we have a special thing. We've been watching horror movies like uh, Fiends this uh, October, at least these yeah. last week or two. And uh, the goal is to have a special episode where we're just going to do a quick – Five-minute five minute breakdown of every horror movie we've seen and however long it lasts, it lasts. And uh, I don't know how many we're at this this far, but... Uh, and give gonna... you a rating. We'll give you, like, a list. Like, we'll make it beforehand. So it won't be like the ones we've done in the past where we do a bracket. We'll no, do, yeah, just, just a we'll quick We'll do breakdown. you a top, like, yeah, 1 we'll to 20, just... something yeah, yeah. like that. Exactly, yeah. And we will probably leave it on Caleb's letterbox. I know we're working on getting all my IMDB things to Letterboxd over to because Letterboxd, yes. I have a lot of our like collection stuff like that but Caleb will put it up on his Letterboxd Caleb you want to plug that? Yeah yeah my uh, Letterboxd is obviously it's just uh, Caleb Culp capital C capital C you know so uh... also if you're interested we will be putting up our Instagram Twitter for like our next what's our next podcast gonna be maybe you get to see our faces you know no face maybe, face reveal at 2 million subscribers yeah <laughs> we, we might we, we probably will be putting up maybe some skits we just need time yeah we're just I mean, we're just uh, we're we, just we're just feeling our way through this yeah you know? we're trying to get through you know college you know work full time and you know pleasing the people with the podcast and if you guys like us enough, which I don't know, we might drop shirts, <laughs> maybe we'll merch, <laughs> yeah, merch deals. <laughs> but yeah, once again, go follow us on Instagram, just Royale Cheese, our Gmail, uh, Royale Cheese Podcast at gmail dot com. With any questions or just hey, if you want to shoot us uh, in your letterbox, you love us. And uh, once again, yeah, my letterbox, I'm always rating movies, movies that are on the podcast. I usually write a quick little review. Sometimes they have. Nothing to do with the movie. Sometimes they do. Yeah, but, you never know. <laughs> but you never know. So that's uh, once again, yeah, 
it's just Caleb Culp, capital C, capital C. So. Okay, so uh, till next time. All right, guys. Remember, we took a film class. Amen. See you later. Bye.